Amen. All right. All right. So we're looking at Noah and the rainbow. We'll be in Genesis chapter 8 and some other places as well. And um, um, are we going to be able to use the stuff today, brother? Well, I didn't get an answer, so that's not good. <laughs> All right. We'll see what happens here. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, brother Josiah is going to start bringing around the uh, missionary wives offering. Thanks, brother. I forgot all about that. So he'll be doing that while we're doing our introduction. And um, uh, if you want to give to that. All right. So we're looking at Genesis chapter 8 and uh, some other verses as well. And you just kind of follow along on your notes there. Uh, this might be somewhat of a little shorter uh, lesson than, than normal. Uh, but uh, we see there on letter A underneath the introduction, the first thing Noah did once he stepped out of the ark was to build an altar unto the Lord. And uh, that's pretty significant as well. And of course, uh, I mentioned this earlier or in earlier lessons on Noah that we tend to, and right, I understand it, you know, we kind of just attach Noah and the flood, but we kind of have a tendency to overlook the character of Noah. I mean, he was a great man of faith. Uh, and and there's a, a lot of scripture concerning Noah, uh, not just here, but even elsewhere, uh, too. And so uh, we see that uh, in what he did uh, in building an altar unto the Lord. And uh, this altar that he made uh, was a, a covenant with God. This looks like I got a typo there on the on the notes. But uh, while at this altar, God made a covenant with Noah. And we're going to be talking about, not in great detail, but uh, there are theologians that have uh, called this, and we're going to look at dispensation here in just a moment, but what is known as the Noahic Covenant. In other words, having to do with Noah coming off the ark. Um, and so letter B there, the Noahic Covenant marks the beginning of the dispensation of human government. And we haven't talked a great deal about dispensation. Um, I will say this, uh, um, if you really want to understand your Bible, you should really study what dispensations are. In other words, God handled things uh, unique to each dispensation. Okay, uh, And so it's very important to kind of understand that. There's, that's why some people kind of get, they'll mix up Israel and the church sometimes. In other words, they start applying uh, verses for Israel. Uh, they want to apply that to the church. It's because they don't understand dispensationalism. Or they'll try to apply things concerning the dispensation of law to the dispensation of grace uh, and so on. So it's important uh, with that. And it, it sounds confusing and maybe high up, but it's not. It's very simple to understand. And maybe one of these days we'll, we'll take a look at that. Uh, but uh, this marks the dispensation of human government. And again, as a token <clears throat> of the Noahic Covenant, which certainly included the rainbow that we'll talk about. Uh, God puts a rainbow in the sky, uh, and this rainbow uh, is a reminder that God will not destroy the earth again with a flood. And uh, we'll go ahead and read Genesis 9, 13 through 15. We're, we'll probably look at it again. But uh, we have here uh, the end of the flood, if you will. And uh, God says in verse 13, uh, uh, Genesis 9, 13, I do set my bow... Uh, in the cloud, and it shall be a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. So we see that, we know that today to be a rainbow. And I'll remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the waters shall no more become a flood to uh, destroy uh, all flesh. And so we have there uh, a little glimpse of the covenant uh, uh, concerning the rainbow. Now, 
talking about dispensation, look at letter C there. And again, I just kind of want to hopefully help you uh, get your mind around some things. And so by the time we get to the dispensation of human government, two dispensations have already passed. Um, the first dispensation you see there on your notes was the dispensation of innocence. Uh, and that is in Genesis chapter 1. Uh, it tells us in Genesis 1:28, uh, God blessed them, that is man, and uh, uh, you know, said, be fruitful and multiply. And so, you know, uh, a lot of times we, we think of Adam and Eve, it wasn't so much that they were holy, they were holy because they didn't know sin, but they were mostly innocent. In other words, they didn't have the knowledge of sin. And so really it was more innocency than it was just being holy. Um, and of course we've studied you know, that and uh, how man fell uh, in the garden, but man, man, that is Adam, was created in innocency uh, and he was also placed in a perfect environment but, but given a free will as well, uh, but he chose uh, to sin and, and he fell through pride. And then the second dispensation was the dispensation of conscience and uh, in Genesis 3.23 we find there that God sent man from the garden. And so now, because man knew what good and evil was, uh, man was responsible to God to do right or to do good. And again, uh, free will plays into a you know, very important factor here. Uh, but again, we know that in that dispensation, man fell. And as we learned last week and the week before, became so corrupt that God destroyed the earth with a flood. So those two dispensations, man failed uh, in those. And then that brings us to the third dispensation uh, that we're looking at today, that is human government. And I just put on your notes there, and you can study this out when you want to, but the other four dispensations are the dispensation of promise. That's dealing with Abraham. Uh, we, again, we may say, well, that's to Israel, but, but he said by Abraham all the nations will be blessed. So, so we certainly understand that. Uh, so that's the dispensation of promise. Then you get into the dispensation of law. Uh, Moses, certainly, uh, we think of that uh, when the law was given. And then also the dispensation of grace as well. And that's the dispensation in which you and I live in today. We, you know, the dispensation of grace, the church age, uh, you know, diff different uh, terms that we use. Um, and that's the age which you and I live in today. There's still yet a future dispensation, that is the kingdom. Uh, you know, we think of the millennial reign when Christ is ruling and reigning, amen? Uh, and even all the way into heaven, I believe, as well. And so, so that kind of gives you an idea, and uh, you can study those out. I think it's important. But the lesson aimed for today is to teach the promise from God to Noah and the real meaning of the rainbow, you know? And unfortunately... You know, that symbol uh, has been hijacked, hasn't it? And, and, uh, and there's no, I mean, you know, we, we know why. You know, we, we know what's going on there. It's no coincidence that, that the enemy has chosen that sign, uh, something that God meant uh, for good. And so I want to look at that today. So number one, we see the description of the Noahic Covenant uh, and again, uh, we, we read uh, part of this already, but I want to back up and read it again in Genesis 9. But I want to start with verse 12 and then read on down to verse 17 so we kind of get a better grasp of this. And it says in verse 12, And God said, This is a token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. Uh, as we read, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth, and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. 
And I'll remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. Uh, and the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon uh, the earth. So God's being very clear here, very, you know, very straightforward with these things. And uh, so, so when we, you know, we look at this, again, we, it's really, a, you know, it's multifaceted. In other words, we see this covenant, letter A, between God and all mankind through Noah, uh, his sons, and their descendants. Uh, also, letter B, uh, between God and every living creature. So it wasn't just man, but every living creature as well. And even between the earth, uh, the, the, the globe in which you and I live on. Uh, and so it, it included all three of those things. And I think that's pretty significant uh, as well, uh, particularly when we start talking about end times and so forth. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I would say, debate, but differences of opinion. Um, I, I remember when I first got saved and really started studying things out, I just kind of envisioned the earth being, you know, wiped completely away, you know, uh, melting, if you will. Uh, but uh, I, I've come to believe that, that this globe in which you and I live on, uh, it will be cleansed with fire, uh, but it'll still be the same piece of rock. <laughs> you know, uh, and there's some verses in, in, in the Bible that tell us that, that the earth, you know, uh, as far as the, the globe itself, uh, is, is forever. Uh, and so I believe that. Uh, and I think that, you know, when we think about the Noahic covenant, I think this is another reminder, you know, that that this earth will certainly be renovated. It was renovated by a flood, and there's going to come a time when it's going to be renovated in the same way with fire. And, of course, we think of the tribulation period when we think of that. And uh, so I think that's pretty important. And so kind of threw a, a lot of stuff out there, um, but I uh, want to leave a little time for a question or a comment before we move on to number two. Anybody have any questions or comments? Okay. All right. All right, number two, number two, uh, the promise of the Noahic covenant. Uh, and again, some of these verses we've already read, and as I mentioned a while ago, the earth will never be, again be cursed by a flood. Uh, now we know that uh, during tribulation period, certainly uh, it will, uh, fire will, will, will be there. Uh, we read about that also in Genesis 8.21. Uh, let's go ahead and read that, uh, Genesis 8.21. It says, and the Lord smelled a sweet savor, and uh, this is when Noah got off the ark and built the altar. Uh, and the Lord smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, neither will I again smite it anymore, anymore every living thing as I have done. In other words, he's talking about in the context there uh, as the flood. Now, that might seem contradictory. In other words, you know, he's saying, well, I'm not going to uh, hurt the earth anymore, but we know in the tribulation period certainly that happens. And we're going to talk a lot about, or not a lot, but we're going to mention here in just a little bit about his judgment and his grace. And here, here's one thing to remember, just kind of pin this uh, in your mind as we, we look at this study, is that if, if God did not judge sin, okay, he would not be God. You know, uh, his very nature, okay, and I've, I know I use this explanation a lot, but I heard a long time ago, and it just it clicked for me. Um, just like light dispels darkness, 
It's the nature of light. When you turn a light on, the darkness goes away. If you turned the light on and the darkness did not go away, it would not be light. And if God did not judge judgment, or judge sin, that is, then He would not be God. His very nature, because He's holy and He's righteous, it consumes everything uh, that isn't right, and that's because He's God. But amazingly, He still, despite His nature, He's provided a way of escape. So He's still God, uh, judging sin, uh, but also uh, He shows grace as well. And so certainly that's uh, uh, exciting to think about. So... But also, some other things, too, uh, concerning this promise, letter B, uh, we have seasons with temperature changes. Uh, uh, those would not cease, uh, verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 22. Uh, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, uh, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. And so we see here, uh, you know, all types of things that, that are attached to this covenant. Uh, again, we read in verse 22, day and night would not cease. Uh, also, as a result of this Noahic covenant, animals would uh, have a fear of man. Uh, verse 2, it says, And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the sea, and upon all the fishes of the sea, uh, into your hand uh, are they delivered. Now again, we, we get in some speculation here, but it, it makes sense to me that, uh, that I, I tend to believe this, that a lot of the animals that were before the flood weren't brought back. <laughs> they, they were, you know, they went extinct, if you will, uh, which might give a good account for dinosaurs and those types of things. Uh, but uh, uh, it's just kind of a thought there, a theory, if you will. And uh, so uh, animals would have a fear of man. Also, letter E, uh, God added meat, that is uh, animals, uh, to man's diet. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 9, verse 3. <clears throat> Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. That word meat in this instance just simply means food. Okay. Uh, for you, even as the green herb, have I given you all things. And, of course, if you compare that with Genesis chapter 1, let's go ahead and read that. Genesis chapter 1, verse 29. Um, uh, man was a vegetarian uh, till uh, after the flood. Um, uh, Genesis 1, 29, um, it says, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be meat, that is food, you know, c concerning uh, what you're eating. And uh, so that was something else that came out of the Noahic Covenant. Uh, we've already mentioned this. Uh, human government was established, okay? And uh, look there, chapter 9, verse 5 through 6, um, and it says, And surely your blood of your lives will I require, uh, at the hand of every beast will I require it, and at the hand of man, uh, I'm sorry, let me start over. And surely your blood of your lives will I require, at the hand of every beast will I require it, and at the hand of man, and at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Uh, Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God uh, made he man. Now, this encompasses a great deal, but he's certainly talking about the reason we see this as human government, because man is being used as the source of judgment upon us. In this instance, uh, you know, this is why we believe that capital punishment is biblical. Amen. 
<laughs> it's biblical, okay? And uh, so, so again, that's, that's human government. This is man that is governing man here. In other words, if, if you do wrong by man, you will be punished, okay? And so, uh, uh, again, uh, you know, we, we believe in government, uh, and not just here, but even in the New Testament as well. Uh, we're we're uh, uh, certainly to, to obey the government as long as the government doesn't tell us to disobey God. That's a different story. But letter G, and we'll take time for some uh, questions or comments, uh, the prophecy of the descendants of Noah's three sons was also given. Uh, Genesis chapter 9, verse 25 through 27. Uh, we see here, uh, and he said, Cursed be Canaan. Now Canaan was uh, the son, I believe, uh, of Ham. Okay, and we know the story of Ham, how he saw his father's nakedness, and, and Noah cursed him because of that. Um, and he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, uh, and Canaan shall be his servant. And God shall enlarge uh, Japheth, uh, Japheth that is, and he shall dwell in tents of Shem. Uh, and again, he says, And Canaan shall be uh, his servant. Um, and there's a great study on this. Uh, you know, uh, all the people on the earth today, today are descendants of these three, these three men, uh, even the different races and those types of things. And uh, so uh, one significant thing, though, that we see underneath letter G there, uh, Shem was the one through who Jesus would come. And uh, so that's, that's pretty important uh, as well. And uh, so, so again, this is, a, this is a big dispensation. A lot of things taking place with this, right? And so, again, we'll take time for a question or a comment. Does anybody have anything? Wow, I'm just explaining it so well that you're just uh, totally, totally uh, informed. All right. Okay, well, if you change your mind, let me know. All right, number three, uh, the token of the covenant. And again, now we're talking about the rainbow. Um, and letter A, when God sees the rainbow, and it's not that God has to be reminded, of course, uh, but the Bible does specifically say there he will remember his covenant. Um, and uh, I think that's important. We won't read those verses again. We've already read them twice. Uh, but when man sees the rainbow, uh, it should be it, not is, but it speaks of uh, some theologians have come up with these things, and I think it's kind of neat, the different colors you know, that might be seen in a rainbow. Uh, we find the perfection of God. Uh, certainly God is flawless, uh, beautiful, indescribably beautiful. Uh, so red, orange, yellow uh, speaks of God's justice. Uh, the green, uh, God's uh, perpetuity. Uh, in other words, he's everlasting. And then the blue, purple, indigo, if you will, speaks of God's mercy. And uh, so I think that's kind of interesting as well. And, uh, and then again, uh, verse, chapter 9, verse 15, we have that promise of God never to destroy the earth uh, with a flood. Now, number three there, underneath letter B, you know, I mentioned this a while ago, the purpose of God in judgment and grace. So, so what, do you, what, do you, what do you think we mean by that? I kind of wanted to kind of get a discussion on that here a little bit, okay? So, so what do we mean by that? I, I told you a while ago, but, but just see if you were listening or not. What, what do we mean by the judgment of God and the grace of God? How do those two, how, how do those two go together? Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Brother, Brother Carr. <laughs> sure, exactly, exactly right. Yeah, you can't say it any better than that. He always offers a way of escape, amen? He provides a way of escape. And of course, who, who should we think of when we think about providing a way of escape? Who comes to mind? 
Christ, Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, there, there's a purpose. Uh, you know, there's a purpose in all of that. Uh, as I said a while ago, sin has to be atoned for or God wouldn't be God, right? Uh, but at the same time, uh, God uh, provides, as Brother Carr put, uh, specifically a way of escape. And uh, that certainly shows uh, God's mercy and grace in all this. And then you see number four there, uh, the power of God. Um, and, uh, you know, rainbow, you can take a garden hose and, you know, if you angle it just right according to the light, refraction, the re refraction of the rays uh, uh, of light uh, from drops of water. But Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament, uh, that is the atmosphere, sheweth his handiwork. And so praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. All right. So, again, we've got some time here for any questions or or comments, we'll do our little fill-in-the-blank here in just a moment. Anybody? Everybody feeling all right? Amen, amen. I know it's kind of chilly outside, but uh, God's still on the throne, amen. <laughs> and uh, I know it's warm in here because <laughs> I'm burning up as usual, uh, but okay. All right, so let's go to there, the last page there. We'll do our little worksheet, and then we'll be done with the Sunday school lesson. All right, Noah and the rainbow, just some review questions. And uh, let's see here, looks like Brother Brad's got me fixed up. And uh, so uh, uh, we'll let you break school rules and you can just shout them out, okay? You don't even have to raise your hand. All right, so number one, uh, what was the first thing Noah did when he got off the ark? That's right, he built an altar. He built an altar. All right, so he built an altar unto the Lord. All right, uh, what dispensation began with the Noahic covenant? The dispensation we're studying today, which, which one is that? Who said it? Human government. That's right. That's right. So human government. Number three. Uh, by the way, what dispensation do we live in today? That's right. The dispensation of grace, also known as the blank age, church age. All right. Uh, number three. What did God put in the sky as a token of the Noahic covenant? Rainbow. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay. Number four. Uh, this one might be a little harder. What three things describe the Noahic covenant? C.1. In other words, what, what promise, what, what three things? Number one, mankind, that's right. What was the second thing? That's right, live or living creature, and then the globe itself, the earth, right? Okay, and uh, so uh, what three things describe the Noahic covenant? Number five, uh, will the earth ever be destroyed by a flood again? No, no, it won't. All right. Uh, because God said so, right? Uh, what was added to man's diet after the flood? Meat or animals, right? Animals. Amen. Like I say, I love animals right beside my mashed potatoes. Amen. Uh, number seven. Uh, which of Noah's sons is an ancestor to Jesus? Shem. All right, great. All right. Well, good deal, good deal. All right, so next week we'll be looking at uh, the Tower of Babel. We'll be looking at the Tower of Babel, so you can be reading ahead if you'd like on that. All right, any last comments or questions? I knew it'd kind of get done early today. And uh, uh, any any comments? All right, well, you got a little time to fellowship here before uh, church starts, and uh, and uh, so just enjoy yourselves and uh, 